Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Jeff GG. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 135 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by the NES Archive. Head on over to youtube.com slash run jump stomp. That's my channel. And when you're there, you're going to see a new playlist. It's all about video games that were released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America. The latest episode, which came out today, is all about Kung Fu, one of my favorite games for the NES. So make sure you head on over to, again, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp and subscribe so that you can see those videos and, of course, others. Okie dokie. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week, U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and on Saturday, whatever time that I can get around to it. Uh, make sure that you tune in over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, just like these fantastic people. We've got Bravd, Kodiak Moonwolf, Snow Goes Ham, Vaxer, uh, Awate86, Aerslia, Kid Curdy, Kiwi Key, uh, Max Meister, Mr. Dippy, TF Wagner, and The Yoruga. I don't know how to say your, your name, I'm sorry, but welcome everybody and welcome to uh, anybody who still isn't talking, that's okay as well. Uh, the Lurkers, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me while I record the show, it makes it way more fun for me. Uh, let's jump right into feedback i got an email actually i got a couple of emails first i got an email from kevin uh they actually sent this before the last episode and i just plain forgot about it uh the they said hello comma wonderful podcast i just got a switch from santa for christmas with breath of the wild and mario kart you are in for a treat, my friend. Uh, two weeks later for my 60th birthday, I got Super Mario Odyssey and ordered Splatoon 2. I have a lot of playing to do. You might be set for life. I'm just saying. You got a lot, of, you got a lot to do in, that, in those games that you just listed. Um, the game I'm hoping Nintendo brings to the Switch is the Switch Fit. Uh, the exercise program. I used the Wii Fit and the Wii U Fit. Thanks for covering all that is Switch. Sincerely yours, Kevin. Um, you know what? I don't think that that's a bad idea, but what I do think won't happen is Miis. I don't think that we're going to see Miis on the Switch anytime soon, so it would be a very different looking game, uh, Switch Fit. Um, and Also, would the little balance board that they have be compatible with the switch i don't see why it wouldn't um kind of makes me wish i hadn't gotten rid of mine i had that i didn't really use it all that much but i thought it was cool and you know my kids played with it a lot um i think it's a good idea um uh, i don't you know what i said that i don't think we'll see me's on the switch but at the same time i know that nintendo kind of wants to leave the wii stuff behind the whole thing with Nintendo Labo makes me think that they may have said, okay, well, we've we've 
we've marketed towards the core gamer for an entire year. Now we're going to start marketing to other people as well. And maybe in six months or maybe at the end of the year, they'll bring out some stuff with me's. And that would really catch people's attention. That would catch people's attention who, you know, picked up a Wii and then never bought the Wii U. And that was a massive market. Like the Wii sold like wildfire. It sold really, really well. And that's a market that completely got left behind by PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, and, you know, the Wii U just was marketed so poorly that it, it never... It never translated to uh, grabbing those customers from the Wii era. I bet if Nintendo brought like a Wii Sports version forward to the Switch, um, not right away. I still think that they need to wait some time, but I think it would do pretty well. And I think it would be a system seller as well. Uh, Wii Sports, you know, you make fun of it all you want, but it was a fun game, especially when you had a big group of people at your house and you were bowling or sword fighting or whatever it is that you were doing. I thought it was really good. Uh, TF Wagner says, still use my balance board with the Wii U. Uh, Mr. Dippy said, I found a store selling new balance board just a few weeks back. Um, that's cool. Uh, Snow Goes Ham says, Switch fit Sonic at the Olympics featuring Rabbids. <laughs> Can we, listen, I don't think you fit enough uh, genres or um, uh, intellectual property in there. I think we need to add a few more things. Maybe The Hobbit plus Star Wars. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, I think that those are... Uh, that that is a good idea. And thank you for the email, Kevin. Uh, I also got another email from uh, Kid Curdy. They said, hey, RJS, regarding Nintendo Labo, I'm wondering uh, if you think Nintendo will prevent people from posting the cardboard template online for people to print at local print shops. Personally, if I'm paying 87 bucks Canadian to buy the real thing, it would stink if people could get it for next to nothing. Thanks, Kid Curdy. Okay. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot since uh, since Nintendo announced Labo. And the one thing that it, it comes away from me is, you know, if I printed off the blue, the blueprints myself and they, like traced it onto a piece of cardboard, cutting that out, first off, cutting cardboard kind of sucks. It's not anything that people want really want to do. Uh, it doesn't work terribly well. It's not like cutting uh, with a pair of scissors on a piece of paper it just doesn't work as well because the cardboard is so thick and you kind of mangle it as you work with it anyway uh, then you you take that along the along with um the idea of folding the cardboard you got to remember that when nintendo does this stuff they pre-cut so that it makes it easy to fold um and the more that i think about it the more i think that being able to make your own uh, from cardboard you have laying around the house, which just wouldn't be very much fun and would be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Irritating, I think. Uh, it would be frustrating to do. Now, you specifically said uh, going to a local print shop and printing that stuff off. Um, the the die casts for... Um, for having the pre-cut cardboard are very, very expensive to make. I, I read somewhere that they cost like $25,000. So you're not going to be able to go to a place and have them print off something like that for you. 
So I think um, if you're going to be using cardboard, you're going to be stuck with the ones that Nintendo is doing. And I do think that Nintendo will prevent people from, or Nintendo is a very draconian company. And I do think that they will try to prevent people from posting the cardboard template online. But as much as everybody thinks that they want to just print off the template, I think it would be too frustrating. What I really see happening more often is 3D printing. And I'm sure that anybody who tries to 3D print stuff uh, will be probably hit with a C&D from Nintendo as well. Now, that doesn't really answer your question. Your question was... Uh, or not not really your question was, but your comment was if you're paying uh, $87 Canadian to buy the real thing, it would stink if people could get it for next to nothing. You have to remember that those people still have to buy the game. And the game costs, you know, it, it costs the 87 bucks. You can't get the cartridge without the cardboard. So I think that really the reason people keep talking about the cardboard templates is more like replacement stuffs because cardboard isn't the most durable material. Anyway, thank you for the email. If you're looking for other ways to get a hold of me, you can do so at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And of course, you can join our Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You know, ever since Nintendo brought out Project Labo or Nintendo Labo or whatever it is that they want to call it, um, there hasn't been a lot of news in the past couple days from Nintendo. So I think that today's show will be short. And every time that I say that, it's insanely long. So we'll see if I can find a way to shut up. Uh, let's let's talk about Pokemon a little bit. Pokemon is, I guess, going to become an eSport in Japan. Now, unfortunately... Nintendo, or well, not Nintendo, the Pokemon company, they were not satisfied with the term eSport. They really wanted something that was, there was more them. So they decided to call it P-Sports, which is a terrible, terrible name. Now, right now, it's only going to be in Japan, and there's no real news on whether or not they're going to be bringing it across to uh, the Western uh, Hemisphere, I guess. And P-Sports is a terrible name, but in Japan, it might not be a terrible name. I think, and, and Snow Goes Ham just totally stole my thunder, he, they should have called it Pokesports. Uh, because eSports and then P-O-K-E sports, Poka sports, It would have made so much more sense. And maybe if they're smart, that's what they'll call it when they when they bring it across, uh, across the pond, I, I guess, as it were. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the article is a little weird. It says P-Sports will encompass all 720 Pokemon species. Well, there's more than 720 Pokemon species, so I'm not sure what they meant by that. Uh, and it says that it will even have an appeal much like the game itself. Uh, there's an elite four for the player to beat, to become Pokemon champion. The elite four includes a comedian, a Pokemon personality, Hiroshi Yamamoto, uh, and then renowned Pokemon gamer, Rebori. Oh, just Rebori. I don't know who that is, but, um, I guess that it sounds cool. 
I wonder, are they going to be going to be playing on 3DSs? Is this a Switch version of the game? Uh, we really don't know how this is going to work. Uh, it probably won't be coming here anytime soon. It's going to actually be on TV, which is not something that you would see over here. Uh, you know what, Snow? I completely agree with you. P-Sports sounds like something else entirely. Um what do you guys think about Pokemon as an eSport? I think it's something that could, <clears throat> pardon me, that could work. I, I mean, Twitch already streams the the Pokemon, like they have a Pokemon channel on Twitch that shows the card games as well as people um, playing the, uh, the battle system on 3DS. It's odd that they're bringing it to TV, but in Japan, gaming is so much more front and center it's so much more mainstream that I, I guess it makes sense over there so i guess this story is really about their poor choice of name i really think poke sport would have been a better choice it's just really bad <laughs> what's it like to play the nintendo entertainment system uh tf wagner kind of makes a good point he says p sports sounds like a wee joke and everybody made jokes about the Wii when it was when the name was announced, and then we quickly got over it. We quickly got over it. So maybe people will eventually get over the P Sports title. I don't know. We'll see. I'm a number one. Well, the stock market really, really likes uh, Nintendo Labo. Uh, this comes from the Financial Times. Uh, Nintendo added nearly $1.4 billion to their market value with cardboard, uh, which is really crazy. I mean, that's a big, big increase. And that's dollars, not yen, that's dollars. Uh, so that's a huge increase. Uh, in fact, Nintendo is now has a higher market value than it did in 2008, which is pretty in insane. Uh, and, you know, the Switch has been breaking all kinds of records. It's been selling like crazy. And now that Nintendo is saying, hey, we're not just catering to the core gamer. We're also going to uh, make sure that we're giving stuff to our uh, casual fans. I think that we're going to see a lot of Switches sold. I, you know, I was a little skeptical when Labo first came out as to whether or not it would be a system seller. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's possible that that people will see this and they'll be like, oh, I have to get this for my kids. People who would say, well, I don't want you playing video games. Oh, but this, this is different. This is not just a video game. It's also something that you physically do. And I think that's going to get a lot of switches into a lot of houses. And, um, you know, there's there's also the educational aspect for it. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on my episode last time, uh, but I talked about it uh, earlier today. I was talking to somebody. I'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, but it would be really cool if Nintendo would have uh, like some cardboard cutout letters and numbers and shapes. And uh, you could set up the, the right Joy-Con to have the camera pointed towards the kid. And the TV could say, you know, it could be Mario on the screen and Mario could say, uh, show me the letter T and then, you know, the kid grabs the letter, the cut, the cardboard letter T and holds it up in front of the camera and it recognizes it. And then Mario's like, great job. Let's go. 
Um, that's awesome. That's a really cool thing that Nintendo could do with that. And so I think that Nintendo could get families who would otherwise eschew, and hopefully I said that word right. I've only ever seen it written, not ever heard it. Um, but they could, they normally avoid video games to buy a system like the Switch for this. And then that could be, you know, the Switch could be the system that kids grow up with. They start with this, um, these very simple games. And as they get older, uh, they can get into more and more, um, uh, complicated, uh, games and eventually playing games like breath of the wild and things like that. And especially because, you know, Kimishima said we should expect that the switch is going to have a very long lifespan. Uh, I don't know how long he's talking, but Nintendo likes to refresh their consoles. Uh, well, especially, especially their portable consoles. So I think that we could see some refreshes in the future that, that update things about the switch, but still play all the same games. Um, so I, you know, if we're going to have a long lifespan, you might as well try and get kids while they're young. Um, snow goes ham says, I believe Labo is riding the switch hype wave in a mostly positive way. Uh, he then says that sounds neat and all, but I don't know if you should pointing IR sensors at kids. Well, an IR sensor, um, is just going to, it's infrared. I mean, infrared is a, is a very, very weak wavelength of uh, electromagnetic energy. It's very, very, um, oh gosh, how do I say it? It's less, it's, it's just heat. That's all it is. Infrared just means heat. So I think it'd be okay. I don't think we have to worry about that. Infrared is, is no different than the, um, uh, the 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 sensor bar on the Nintendo Wii that was just infrared lights on the sensor bar and then the the controller the Wii controller had a camera in it which would pick up those two lights that were being given off um, so that's that's what infrared is it's not going to hurt kids by pointing infrared at them uh, it's a lot less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV remotes work with infrared as, as well. If you ever want to check and see if your TV remote is working, grab your uh, camera and... Um, you know what? I don't want to risk that. Uh, grab your camera and uh, point your TV remote at it because your camera can see the infrared light that you can't see. Uh, Awate86 says... 86 says uh, there's an uh, infrared camera in the new iPhone 10, so it's safe. That's true. It's got an infrared camera. R well, I don't want all that on the screen. Right there. And it, it, it scans my face when I am trying to unlock my phone. Uh, infrared is safe. It's not, it's not a big deal. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I want you to take a second and think about this. What do you think... And I'm just talking about digital download games only. What do you think was the number one digital download game in 2017 for the Nintendo Switch? Do you have an idea in your head? I know what I would have picked. I would have picked Minecraft. I would have said that Minecraft was the number one game on the Switch in digital download only. You know, it's not available on store shelves. And I would have been wrong. Minecraft was actually number two. Number one was Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley beat Minecraft 
as the number one game that is only on eShop for the Nintendo Switch, which really surprised me. Now, if you'd asked me, what do you think your top three are? I would have said Minecraft, and I'll tell you what I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have said Sonic Mania, but Sonic Mania was number three. Sonic Mania really did well, and man, that game is fantastic. I've forgotten how great it is, and I can't wait to play more of it. I played a little bit of it the other day, and Sonic Mania, thumbs up. It really, every time I pick that game up, I have so much fun with it. Uh, let's take a look at the rest of the list. Uh, so Rocket League came in number four. Snipper Clips is number five. Overcooked is number six. Uh, then we've got Shovel Knight, Fast RMX, Kamiko. Kamiko was really cheap, so I actually expected that to be a lot higher. And then SteamWorld Dig 2. And then we'll say the, the number 11, which is one that I really am surprised it did as poorly as it, is, as it did, is Super Mario Versus, which is the only way that you can get classic Mario on your Switch right now. I expected that to do a lot higher. Um, I did not expect Fast RMX to do as well as it did. However, you have to remember that it came out right when the Switch launched, so it's had a long time to sell. And then we look at uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley came out on... I think it was October 1st, 2018. Uh, so, or no, no, not not October 1st, 2018. When did that come out? 2017. I think it came out on October 1st, 2017. Um, it's a big surprise that Stardew Valley did that well. I am really excited for Chucklefish. They recently tweeted uh, some screenshots of uh, the multiplayer mode on Nintendo Switch. And I am looking forward to playing that game with my son. It looks really fun, especially because you can also play it online. And so you can have a couple people all working together and, and having a lot of fun on the Switch if they can, if only they had voice chat. October 5th, 2017. Okay, I, I was off by a couple days. Thank you, Snow. Thank you, Snow. Uh, anyway, is there anything that you're surprised is not here? Uh, most of the list I expected like this not to be in this order though, like Sonic Mania really high up there. That surprised me. Um, I'm surprised that I didn't see, um, Golf Story as I scroll through, like when Golf Story was announced, people were talking about that game nonstop. Like it was getting all kinds of accolades and it's not even in the top 30, um, it, it was beat by Human Fall Flat, which my son has been playing on his Switch and I think that game looks like crap and plays terribly. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. He loves it. Uh, it's got really, really loose and sloppy controls, and it's not fun for me to play. But him and his friends have been playing it and laughing. They've just been laughing hysterically at Human Fall Flat. And I, you know, I say it has loose, sloppy controls, but that game was designed to have loose, sloppy controls in mind. It's like that kind of game. I just found it frustrating to try and control the character. Um, anyway, it's a pretty impressive uh, feat for, for Stardew Valley to beat Minecraft. That's impressive. So I mentioned that I had been speaking to someone about Nintendo Labo. And who was I talking to about it? Well, I was talking to the people over at Hello Nintendo, which is the official 
uh, podcast of the Nintendo subreddit over at reddit.com slash r slash Nintendo. And uh, we had a really fun talk. They do a bi-weekly podcast, so we had a lot to talk about. We talked about um, the Nintendo Mini Direct as well as Nintendo Labo, and it was a lot of fun. So make sure you check out that episode. It comes out on the 24th, which I think is Wednesday. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com support. You'll find my Amazon affiliate link. You'll find the link to my web, my wife's Etsy shop, uh, a Patreon link, and others as well. Um, also, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for the use of your music on the show. I really appreciate it. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.